Hi everyone, it's me, Lily, and I'm doing a solo episode this week. And what I want to talk about is setbacks or a wobble, as Sari has called it, which I really like because it gives it a bit of a lighter tone and a setback can feel like an emergency, like as if we've somehow gone back and lost some some of our progress, which is not true. So you've had a setback, you've had a wobble or a hiccup in your recovery, in your well-being journey. And for me, as much as I know that they are the rule, not the exception, I still don't love them myself. I have had, you know, very long periods of feeling very present and peaceful and in flow. And then I'll have a wobble, you know? Um, And it's this, Claire Weeks had written about this, the contrast between the hope and the peace that you experience in a good period and this renewed suffering when you have a wobble can make it seem unbearable. Sari has used the example of when you take a long break from drinking soda and then you go out to eat and you order a Coke and you drink it and it's so sweet. You know, you, you'd gotten used to the taste when you drank it every day, but then you, you didn't drink it for a few months and you had it, it's like, wow, you forgot how sweet it was. It can almost be shocking. The same thing can be like when you've, when anxiety has come back. It's like, oh my gosh, it can seem so strong. What can also happen though is our stress tolerance can actually be lower, which is a good thing. I remember when somebody that was working with me had heard about, I think it was maybe Michael Neal saying, since understanding the three principles and his mental well-being rising, that his stress tolerance went lower. And she was like, I don't know if I want that, but having a lower stress tolerance is actually a good thing. That's what you want. You don't want to have a high stress tolerance because you don't want to be, you know, let your stress get to such a level that you don't hear those signals until it's late. It's never too late, but until it's gone on. So when we have a lower stress tolerance, we might feel that anxiety earlier, that stress before it gets to such a level. You know, so having a lower stress tolerance is actually a really good thing. Um, I know it might not seem like that sometimes when you recognize that you're struggling a bit again. And... For me personally, when I've had times when I've been more anxious, I find that I judge myself. I wonder what I did wrong, why I didn't see the signs earlier. You know, sometimes, honestly, if it gets to a place, I can still experience derealization and depersonalization sometimes. Sometimes it's rare. It's maybe, you know, I don't know. I feel like I experienced last year and then again a year later. It's not at all as scary. I know what it is. It's, it's, you know, so I, I don't add on that second fear about it of feeling scared of this derealization or depersonalization. But there is this tiny part of me, of my personal mind, that's like, your mental health has vanished. You know, you're a fraud. You know, all of that's nonsense. It's just what my personal mind says, is I know you all have personal minds too, always narrating our experience, sharing its opinion. And it is uh, definitely not needed in those low periods, or it's not needed to take it seriously. You know, a setback, a wobble, it's normal, it's meaningless. The last thing we need is judgment. You know, I'm a human being, as are you, when, you know, we're all going to have human moments. We're all going to have wobbles, you know, but when you've had one, it can feel like all of your progress has been for nothing, but it has not. You are not back to square one. I think Sari said that the only way you can go backwards is with the time machine. So you're not going back. This setback, this wobble, it is normal and meaningless. You can honor the fact that you noticed that you've been innocently misusing the gift of thought and do it without judgment or guilt. 
Do not analyze yourself, especially when you're feeling bad. Pour on the compassion. When you can see yourself without judgment, without blame, you've got freedom. And you're going to be able to bounce back much quicker if you cannot get caught up in the emotional content of your personal mind, you know, which is just going to be blabbering on and saying, you know, there's something wrong with you that you've had this setback or that it feels bigger and it's an emergency, you know. And regarding analysis, analysis has never made me feel good, although sometimes it's satisfying. It's what my brain wants to do. Like, why did you do this? Um, and I, when I was talking to Dr. Pettit about a recent wobble that I had, he used the analogy of, it's only after you climb out of a hole that you can look and see what you tripped over, you know? And But if you fall in a hole, you can only see what you tripped over once you're out of it. When you're in the hole and you're looking up, you can't see it. You can't see it at all. And when you're, you're, when you're struggling, the more involved you get, the more stuck you get, like quicksand. The more you struggle to climb out, the more you sink. And the way to get back out is to stop struggling. This increases your buoyancy and you naturally float to a good feeling place. We always return to balance. That's how we are designed as human beings. Always, always, always. I bet you have always returned to balance. You've always returned to a good feeling place. I know for me, sometimes um, a part of my journey that I was kind of exploring more about last year was that I would, without realizing it, put a limit on my low moods. Of the times that I felt anxious or yeah, in a lower mood, I would think, well, this should be over within minutes or a few hours or wait, this day, you know, and I wouldn't realize it. And Sari helped me to see that. You know, it's okay. it can be helpful for you not to judge how long this wobble is lasting. That's putting that pressure. It is not going to be helpful. But back to returning to balance, that is how we are designed as human beings. And we will return to balance faster when we give our thinking a break. And we do things that will lighten our heart and quiet our mind. And analysis and beating ourselves up, that's not going to lighten your heart and quiet your mind. But what is, is going to be personal to you. And you're going to hear that your wisdom it's going to be quiet you know as i'm sure you've probably heard me talk about it if you've worked with me of anxiety being this loud brass band it is judgmental it is urgent you know it's like you have to do this now and it's loud and our wisdom on the other hand is like this gentle flute it's always there in the background it always has our best interest at heart but we have to you know quiet the band a little bit or allow the band to move on in order to hear our wisdom and if you're feeling low, it's honestly best to not pay much attention to your thoughts about yourself because they are going to be nonsense. Again, if you've worked with me, you've probably seen me play that Dick and Bettinger clip when he's talking about what to do when you're in a low mood. You know, I love it. He says, no one that has become wise has said to you, when you're low, write down everything that you're thinking. That's truth. You know, and, and I laugh when he says it every time because it seems so obvious. Of course, what we're thinking when we're low isn't true, but we forget that. We can think because we feel something so strongly, it must be true. You know, when we've had a setback, our personal mind is just going to have a field day with it. It's going to say all this stuff, you know, about ourselves that's not true. You know, and Dickon in that clip that, um, you know, if you if I haven't showed it to you, Email me, email Sari and I, and I will send it to you. It is under three minutes. It's one of my favorite clips out there. I just, I love it. I play it for somebody almost every day. Um, oh, where was I going with that? Oh, oh, he says that Sydney Banks says, you know, when you're feeling bad, pay no attention to what you're thinking. 
And it's so counterintuitive because when we're feeling bad, we have some really strong feelings and we think, oh, these feelings must be true. Okay, but here you are having a little bit of a wobble and it's an opportunity for your journey to go deeper, for you to explore more about how it all works. A problem does not look like a problem when it's seen in the right light. It looks like, you know, honestly an opportunity. And I know, you know, if you're suffering, it might seem like, oh, I don't want to explore more. This is not an opportunity. This sucks. I just need to feel better. But that pressure is not helpful. And, and you might get to a place where it really does feel like an opportunity. And I can guarantee you every time I've had a wobble, my journey has gone deeper. It really has. Sometimes a setback can be come right before like this next kind of really healing part. So what can help is being open and passive and curious, remembering this is not an emergency. It's a wobble, it's normal, happens to everybody. And Arnold Besser has a quote that I love. He says, the struggle is as meaningful as the peace. Both have the potential of turning into moments of magic and of wonder. You know, it's like, wow. And so what works is being gentle with yourself, being grateful for what you have and what you have seen, and being in the now as best you can. That came from Dr. Bill Pettit. You know, and it's like that, I know it sounds easier. We're like, wait, that's too simple. Being gentle with myself, being grateful for what I have and what I've seen and being in the now as best I can, yeah. You know, Sydney Banks wrote, it's the now that takes you from living in the darkness of yesterday's memories and turns the darkness into light. Remember, my friend, darkness cannot survive in the midst of light, and living in the now is that light. That's the end of that quote. And my message is don't try to force yourself to feel better. Let time bring it back to you because you will always return to balance. That's how you are designed. You don't have to do anything at all. There is nothing that you have to do. If you get quiet, your wisdom might guide you to do something, but there is nothing that you have to do to feel better. Feeling better, being at peace, being present, it's what wants to happen. Look ahead to the peace of recovery and let time take you there, knowing that that is your future. Feeling good is in your future. So I hope this was helpful. And you know, and I know it's really helpful when I hear people that I look up to, not at all saying you all are looking up to me, but when I've heard Sari talk about it or Michael Neal or Dick and Bettinger, Bill Pettit talk about their human moments, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, because there's still this part of me that thinks you suck. You know, if you were better at this, if you understood the three principles more, if you weren't so obsessive and I don't know, you didn't look at social media much, you know, somehow they're like, oh, other people are better than me. And they're not. You are wonderful. You are a beautiful, perfectly imperfect human being. And that's why I love the name of our podcast, Perfectly Imperfect. And that means having a wobble every now and then. So I hope this was helpful. And I am sending you all lots of love. And Sari and I will be back together.